0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I think my Bible reads, the Olympics doesn't pay, so please donate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's everybody is always shocked to hear how little we're paid. Is it the
0: same? I don't remember if we talked about this. Do you guys also get a three hundred dollars stipend every month? I think the worst stipend I ever got was seven hundred dollars for the whole season, which was six months. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That we talked about. Yeah, that made ESPN headlines and people were pissed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's not like it's
1: gotten that much better. I mean, yes, granted, three hundred dollars is they just might as well light it on fire. It hasn't
0: gotten better. It gets better if you win, like if you win a medal, they'll give you money. But they're just forgetting that the funding should be on the first part of that not if you get a medal because yeah but even still with the medal it's you get what 25,000 15,000 or 10,000 for four, four years. years yeah yeah true that's a fair point I guess because I don't have a medal thanks for talking about that uh I wouldn't know that but
1: to be fair though with track and field I mean you guys have the opportunity to make more money off of medals or like Michael Phelps what did he win 12 medals in one olympic
0: I don't know he's a millionaire <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> he realized that you only get twenty five thousand dollars per medal and he's like okay i have to win a ton of medals to actually make money here so right, to make it what way he
1: did my time
0: yeah um, i don't know he has some kind of special coming out so where they talk about he's the greatest olympian ever so when my special comes out of the worst olympian ever i'll let you guys know <laughs> you're not the worst olympian shut up this is on the fence with monica Oxman.
1: Lolo Jones is an American hurdler and bobsledder who specializes in the 60-meter and 100-meter hurdles. She has won three NCAA titles and garnered 11 All-American honors while at Louisiana State University. In bobsled, she won the 2021 IBSF World Championships as a woman for Kaylee Humphreys. Mm-hmm. She's a three-time Olympian in both Summer and Winter Olympics. Outside of the Olympics, Jones has appeared on many reality TV shows such as Dancing with Stars, Celebrity Big Brother, and The Challenge. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule? Yeah it's, yeah, it's been actually super busy. It's the off season, but I've been really busy because this is my last year. This is my last year as an athlete pursuing the Olympic Games. So whoa! <laughs> so I'm trying to like prepare for afterlife and also train for the Olympics, and it's hard. So it's like working four jobs. Yeah, people don't seem to
1: realize that. They're like, oh, you're like all your job is just to be an athlete. No, we got to pay the bills, as we were talking about, yeah. of how we get very little money, and the only time that sponsors really do care is Olympic year. So it's a struggle.
0: Yeah. Have you uh, broken yet and created an OnlyFans account?
1: I did have one briefly over quarantine, but I only I only posted bikini photos. I, I thought about it and I just don't. My ass
0: does not need to be out on the internet. <laughs> so you gave up on that? Was it, hey, was it like as everything they say, like do you really bring in the money? Um, you really could even
1: for, I mean, there's people who inspired me is like there's some girl on TikTok. She's like, I literally don't post any nudes. I just post vlogs and people pay me money to watch them. I was like, let me see about this. And I just literally posted bikini photos that are also on my Instagram, or from like shoots like from long ago that I've never posted, and I brought in a little under 2000 in I don't know like six months. And it's not like I was even posting every single day or even every single week, but or like really even promoting it. So, wow, I mean,
0: yeah, you can make money on it. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. No, they don't need to see me. I, I don't have a big butt. I mean, I have a big butt in Bob but uh, yeah, no. I don't need to see it. Yeah, I feel that. Like I said, I quit pretty quickly. So I made my 2K and I left. <laughs>
1: So anyways, I always start off talking about how I met each of my guests. And I don't know how I came off to you, but I was fangirling pretty hard when I met you. Wow. (laughs) Why? What do you mean why? Shut up. You're a legend. You're a legend. Obviously, you're pretty damn accomplished, as I had to list off in the sports world. And I remember you, uh, Team USA, I think I told you this. They played a video at our, what is that thing
0: called? The processing or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The processing day. They played like this video of like, you know, like how you should be holding the flag, how you should conduct yourself, and they played the video from I think it's a, it was the two thousand eight olympic where well, I lost. Yeah, where are you Olympic gold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that whole and they, thing. they
0: they they should, let me guess is they showed you how to do an interview if you lose in front of millions. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. <laughs>
1: yeah but i like, uh, okay. I mean as an athlete i know how difficult that is and i mean
0: yeah no it point. was a great interview it launched me for sure it launched my career and i'm i'm actually makes it means a lot that other athletes saw that and encouraged because it was one of the hardest nights of my life so uh it was really cool that other athletes and you're not the only one that said that so i really do appreciate that but yeah it's tough to yeah, i mean you've been on both sides of that coin where you've won a medal and then you've also lost medals so you you know how painful that is so i really appreciate that uh, yeah but fangirling come on don't make me use my soundbite again <laughs>
1: I was anyways was-
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna keep using that <laughs> stop it get some help
1: <laughs> it was the Samsung charity event which was hands down one of the wildest nights of my life which I'll get more into but you came up when I was talking to my teammate Miles I think that's how it was going and like I said, I feel like I was pretty embarrassing, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, happy that we're still friends, even
0: even though I, I don't remember even remember. Right it was a party. It was at the Olympics.
1: No, it was the Samsung charity event um, in New York.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't remember. I have a bad memory.
1: <laughs> You're like, yeah, so many red carpet events. I no, not that. I have
0: a bad memory. I only remember the bad things. <laughs> Mm, Yeah, like that X there. The X I remember. The person that burned me, scorned for life. But the good things, you know. (laughs) Uh,
1: Anyways, I really wanted to have you on and as as we talked about it, this entire topic, I can't think of anybody that fits better into this whole conversation of being an Olympic hopeful in 2020. When the pandemic hit, I mean, it was obviously very difficult for every single person. But as Olympic hopefuls, we were dealing with something additional on top of that. And we talked about on the phone of how initially everybody was telling us the Olympics were going to happen and athletes were killing themselves and going through any different situation in order to be able to be prepared for the actual Olympics. If they would happen, how did that look for you?
0: Well, originally when it it was just this whole hula hoop game because at first they weren't really postponing the Olympics. At first, right. they were just dragging us out. So we were all trying to train for the Olympics in our house, which was dumb. Like you yep. can't train for the Olympics in quarantine. No, like I was just imagining people getting out of quarantine and then going to the Olympics and just pulling their hamstrings, pulling their bicep right off. Like it was becoming really dangerous because yep. uh you forget that there is an element of danger in all of our sports, whether it's fencing, gymnastics, hurdles, we're running full speed or jumping full speed. So if we don't practice and then go into these environments, that's really how you get injured seriously. Like there's going to be a lot of ACL tears and bones poking out if they hadn't done, if they had not postponed the games. Not to to mention the fact that we were all probably contaminated in our coaches by trying to continue to work out in facilities and gyms, you know, to make sure that our competitors weren't having an advantage over us. So that was a huge concern and finally they postponed it. So then we're like, okay, cool. Yay, they postponed it. <laughs> and then reality set in, you're like, wait, how long are they postponing it for? So then you're still trying to train because they didn't tell us how long. We're like, are they postponing it for a few weeks? Are they postponing it for a few months, a year? Like right. they didn't tell us. So we sat on ice for like another month and then they were like, okay, we're postponing it for a year. And once they, once they said a year, then I think all the athletes let their guard down and we're like, you know, ordering pizzas and double bacon cheeseburgers and... And candy so then that's when you really saw like Thor and Endgame come out on all of us but the reality is some of us were still hoping on a season and that's how we make our money so even though the Olympics were postponed our seasons weren't cancelled and so a lot of us held on hope we were doing things in our house like you know well, first, you, first thing first everybody try to order stuff like you try to at least order the bare minimums in your house that you didn't have whether it was a few dumbbells yeah. some a weight session something you could fit in a bike whatever you try to order. But the problem is everybody in the world, everybody in the United States was trying to order those same things in quarantine. So Amazon, Walmart, everybody sold out very quickly of workout stuff. So I think I got like a few pairs of dumbbells, not matching. And then um, I use like bleach jugs and water jugs for like dumbbells. What else did I do? I'm fortunate as a runner, I can really just run. Right <laughs> anywhere. I don't, I mean, not really because I'm a sprinter. I'm not a distance runner. So distance runners had it the best. They could just run in part and nothing changed for them but sprinters I mean I need hurdles and I do need a track uh there was a track around the corner that was open certain times you know and then what else did I do that was weird I was able to get some weights finally and then yeah I don't know this is a bad story because I actually have a pool so I did a lot of pool workouts (laughs) I'm not like this is a terrible story it's like you you were ready you're ready for Olympians to be like I was like hurling over my couch at no sorry I was just like swimming and I had a full track right around the corner (laughs) no uh but I think the hardest hardest thing was the fact that I realized the 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 caliber of our facilities during COVID. So I train at LSU, which is the LSU University, which has facilities that are basically on par with the Olympic Games. We have a mondo track, we have two tracks, an indoor track, an outdoor track, four different weight rooms. We have physios that can work on us before and after practice. So like that's the setup I would have at the Olympic Games. So even though I still had a track around the corner and a pool, I had no one to work on me. And and also that the high school track is a high school track. So it's a lower level kind of track. So one week on that track, and I had I almost blew my Achilles out because it's more concrete than Mondo. So it's just like, you're as an elite athlete, you're used to elite conditions. And it basically felt like it'd be like LeBron James, you know, having his NBA environment and then saying, okay, now go train at this basketball court with the concrete surface. Like that's basically what I did. I'm, I'm making it sound like it was nice, but I essentially was running on a track that had a concrete base, which was really quite tough on my body. But I just gave up after a certain point, I just said, there's not going to be a season. And so I gave up and just watched Netflix and TV and binge like everybody else else and was eating junk food and so i started working on other things like other hobbies like streaming and got animal crossing played was playing animal crossing got a dog got a quarantine dog so i just i did what everybody else in america i had a meltdown (laughs) so
1: varying degrees of meltdowns all throughout america
0: yeah i had a a meltdown so
1: yeah we all did
0: i was never more lonely than in quarantine i i would be waking up i'd wake up every day and just figure out who could i call because i was so like like I was, I had no human interaction. So I would just, wh- who can I call today? So
1: yeah, I spent so much time on the phone with everybody. Yeah. Like I literally like I would call my friend and we would talk for like an hour and I was like, I have nothing left to talk about. And she's <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, me neither. And be am like, all right, well, I guess we're done. I'll call you next week. <laughs> the weirdest awful. thing. I, yeah.
0: The weirdest thing I probably did in quarantine is every day I would wake up and I'd put makeup on. Why? Well, I know everybody's like, oh, no one's going to see you. Blah, blah, blah. Wrong. I had so many FaceTime calls. Um, So many FaceTime calls. And I really didn't do it for the FaceTime calls. Everything in my life routine wise was removed. And I'm one of the most disciplined athletes in the world. I wake up at a certain time. I eat at a certain time, breakfast, lunch, dinner, very programmed. I stretch at night, like everything's by the second, you know? And so when I had no routine, great, cool. That was fun for like a week or two. But then I was kind of felt I was slipping off the edge. And so I needed something to just give me a routine to get me out of bed because is what if you have no routine, you have nothing, How? what's your motivation to get out of bed? So I honestly would wake up and I would put makeup on. It wasn't like a full face. It was, you know, pretty basic like foundations and mascara It'd take about five minutes, but it was enough to get me out of bed. Like, okay, the day is starting. I mean, I'm not, at that time, I wasn't really a big coffee drinker. So most people would go just brew their coffee and the day is starting. Well, me, I was like, all right, let me do my makeup and then, then I'll do some calls and that's that was my routine. I, I made a routine when I had no routine to get me through it. So
1: yeah, I think that was like one of the hardest parts for me of going six days a week of training of two a days to not having anything to do, but sit on my couch. I mean, how much Netflix can you watch? Same thing like you, like for a week, it was fun. I was like, oh my God, I can do anything. I can be drinking wine whenever, like that's not a problem. But it got to a point of, I literally would leave my bed only to walk my dog. And then I would come back into bed and I was just getting more and more depressed every single day. So I ended up, I'm lucky where I live an hour away from my mom's house. I went and I stayed there. So at least some, something of some routine of having to, to do to certain things. But that was one of the hardest things for me personally. Mm, yeah. We were talking about the whole pandemic. So you, you stopped training for track, right? And then you started training for bobsled and went back to track.
0: No. So track the, well, once I realized the summer Olympics were postponed a year, and I mean, I'm at the end of my career. I, uh, another, to hold on another year for track where it's really a, a younger person sport, I knew it was going to be quite difficult because, you know, we age in dog years at the end of our career. So, yeah. I mean, one year is like seven years for us. So I was like, man, like, will I still have that? I mean, that was it. Like, I already felt like I was holding on for dear life. So, um, I figured it'd just be really hard to do track, you know, I mean, it's still possible, but I just felt like the odds were stacked against me adding another year. And then, um, so I, pretty much didn't know if I was retired or not. I think I remember talking to you and I was like, I I mean, we both had the same conversation. We're like, we could be potentially retired and we don't even know it yet. Yeah. And we're still like working out. We're still holding on hope. But like, I really faced reality like where I could be retired and I just don't even know it yet. So um, it wasn't until things started progressing and like the track season was pretty much over. And um, the, one of the bobsled athletes, Kaylee Humphreys had, she had messaged me and she wanted me to come back to bobsled and, and they were progressing. So winter sports are actually quite ahead of summer sports because most of their sports are outside. So, uh, you know, I know you think of track and like, Oh, well it's an outdoor thing, but it's, it's a huge, uh, environment to have a track meet. You have athletes, 200 athletes from all over in different disciplines Well, bobsled is, it's quite smaller. I mean, I think the total athletes for like a bobsled competition would probably be like, you could have it under 50 people if you wanted it to. So, and you can separate it by gender, you know, and in track track and field meets it's guys and girls. Mm -hmm. So you could have 200 guys, 200 girls, like it it can be a massive kind of thing. So it's harder to have COVID under wraps, even though it's outdoors for a track meet, as opposed to, bobsled where you're already wearing you know you're already wearing helmets you're already wearing face coverings because it's freezing so um it was just an easier sport to transition back into they were already they were progressing faster they were having competitions they were able to figure out the covid protocols quite uh easy so um yeah just focused my attention on bobsled because i didn't know if the summer games was going to happen to be honest so
1: that's pretty smart. And then you went to the OTC for bobsled in quarantine and we had the play by play on Instagram
0: <laughs> where I almost didn't make the team
1: <laughs> crazy, but you did it. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah. I was the last one to make the team. And I threw a fit. I like told the coach, I was just like, I had one of those like uh Jerry Maguire moments where he was like, <laughs> you know, he's getting mad at Jerry, like show me the money. I was just like, basically telling the coach like. You don't think you nailed, you announced my name last? I'm the last person to make this team. Oh, that's funny. You're wrong. <laughs> so hey, okay, you did it. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I was one of the last people. But the reason why I was one of the last people to make the team is because I was doing this stupid reality show, The Challenge. So I didn't train when I was. So when COVID hit, you know, I went through. I did what everybody else did. I I quarantined, and then I was losing my mind because I wasn't competing. Uh, There were no track competitions. So uh, I told my agent, I was like, I just want to compete. Like I might, my career might be over. I just want to compete in something. And so the challenge had on me years ago. So I was like, let me just see if, you know, they're even air, like if they're even filming. And of course they were. So that was an opportunity went on there. And as soon as I was done with the show, uh, bobsled had already started. So the overlap was like literally by two days. So when I went out to bobsled, I was not in bobsled shape. I, I mean, I had been, I was competing on a reality TV show. So I was like eating trash food. I was, you know, it's a reality TV show. Like they, they give you alcohol. So you fight and you're not training at all. It's a reality TV show. Like, so Um, When I went back to bobsled I'm going against girls who have literally been in COVID quarantine and just been training like prisoners so they just were revved up in shape and ready to go and uh, yeah they definitely let me know (laughs) uh, that they were in shape and so I had to dig myself out of the hole the rest of the season
1: listen you made it you qualified um but before we move on from the challenge so as i was preparing for this episode i was reading all the articles
0: yeah the challenge sucks dick sorry you have to bleed that out challenge fucking sucks
1: <laughs> yeah so there's articles about talking about why you left and there are people arguing saying that you quit and you left but then i saw you did
0: an interview where you were saying that you were forced to leave I was forced to leave. That's hands down facts. I was forced to leave. I know that bums out some of the challenge fans because they can't believe their beloved show is actually maybe not accurate. (laughs)
1: But that's all reality TV shows.
0: Thank you. Reality. So I'll just say this. The same people this if, if I was in court trying to win over my case, this is what I'd say. The same people that create the challenge are the same people that create the Kardashian show. Are you serious? I rest my case. What do you believe? <laughs> I didn't Mur- know that. Bill and, the- Bill and Murray, the producers of The Kardashians, also produce The Challenge. So you tell me oh. who's fucking lying. Oh, my God. Me or is it someone who created the biggest, fakest reality show of all time in the history of all, all time?
1: Wow. That's great. So, I mean, I was on a show. A- not, I wouldn't really even call it reality, but it was like a Nickel- Nickelodeon show and we had to reach and I'm supposed to be myself and we had to reshoot scenes to say things and like intro to different situations and like change how I was talking so people would understand. So I know from my experience that reality TV is not it's not reality.
0: It's not that it's just like don't pay yourself as a competition show, like a legit competition show and you don't have rules like don't right. like I'm coming from the Olympics. So you tell me if you tell me there's rules to a game and you tell me this is the parameters. If you go outside of the parameters, you're disqualified. I'm going to believe I'm disqualified. Then you have someone go in, you know, out of those parameters and you're still like, Oh, let it slide. Let them win. You know, like it's, that's to me, I'm like, what are we doing here? You know, if, is this a competition show or what, you know? So depending on like storylines, who they want, like I'll just say this. So Big Brother's filmed in the US. So Big Brother, that's, I was on Celebrity Big Brother. And they have games on there. And it's a mental game. It's a mental strategy. And then you also have physical games. Some of the physical games are hard. Some of them are silly. But I have to applaud Big Brother. They follow those rules. And I think it's because they're filmed in the United States. And in the United States, whenever whenever you're playing for money, you have to make sure that the games are fair. Like, but the challenge is filmed outside of the United States. Wow. There you go. Bing, bing, bing. So that's why, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like, am I saying the whole thing is fake? No. I and mean, there's elements to it that are very, very real. You know, like uh, Big T, she's, she was on there and she's definitely afraid of heights. And I mean, they didn't Photoshop us hanging from cliffs. <laughs> right. Like we were hanging from cliffs. So uh, but can they squeak or change or do what they want? For sure, for sure. You know, like, and um, I guess I just went on there thinking that it was going to be like Big Brother. Like, you can't edit in Big Brother. It's 24-7 filmed with uh, with how Big Brother is. So they have the, the, like, edited version of their show, and then they have, you can log on and watch 24-7 live. So even if they edit it, there's fans out there that watch 24 seven of you and can just go back and fact check or, or, you know, so um, I don't know, like, I think after going on it, I, I respect my experience with big brother more. And like, after I left big brother, I kind of was in shell shock because I didn't see the sun for 37 days. And um, it was just, uh, I remember talking to Natalie, uh, the wrestler and we both like, uh, kind of had these weird dreams leaving. Like we wake up in kind of shock after we left the house. Like we'd wake up almost in like nightmares because we had been so many days in the house. That's crazy. And so, yeah. So, but like, after having time to process it, you know, I was just like, wow, that like, that was such a gnarly experience, like being in the house, not seeing the sun with complete strangers. And like, that's essentially what the challenge is, but then you go compete on these, you know, things. So I thought it'd be a very similar setup, but, um i guess i just uh i think the setup was better for uh big brother like how they follow certain guidelines and how they actually care for the contestants like check in on them and stuff like that so like you don't see a human you just have on big brother you never see a human from the outside world the whole time you're filming you only see like they have walls and then you'll go into a room for your interview room And it'd be like, I'm talking to you, but I don't, I I never see your face. So I'd only see your voice and then do the interviews. So the only faces you see are the faces of the people in the house with you. Like the cameras are all kind of hidden. You know, you don't even, the only cameras you see are the moving ones that are on the top. But yeah, so um, yeah. And I can't really speak about Dancing with the Stars because I wasn't, I was out the first episode. (laughs) Two left
1: feet. I didn't even know that That's so yeah funny.
0: i can run but i can't dance so sadly. we all have our specialties <laughs> yeah that's why i just never get hit on in the club so and yeah. that's why
1: you don't have 70 million followers on tiktok because you're not doing tiktok dances
0: no but i mean i was on i was on dancing with the stars along that i mean even though i was out the first episode i trained for we all trained for three weeks before the first episode so i got a kind of a vibe for it so yeah I'd say Dancing with the Stars is like gymnastics. You know, you get scored. So you know how in figure skating they get scored. Mm -hmm. I I never want to. I don't like sports that you get scored like that. That's a tough one. You know, right? You have to be perfect. Yeah, everything has to be perfect, or your personality has to be like there. You can be judged on the way you smile. Right. After you compete, like if you don't smile correctly, you give off like bad vibes. So yeah, Yeah, it's
1: not for me. I don't like that either. Yeah. All right. And then after that, you guys won gold at the world championships with your partner, Kaylee Humphreys. uh, and all of your struggles of 2020, you know, you're still able to overcome that, overcome that. So me as an athlete, I truly admire and respect that huge props. Um, but I saw a bunch of your stories of that whole experience of going through all the different countries in Europe. Um, and there was one story where you ladies were stuck for multiple hours out of border. What was that about?
0: Yeah. So I don't actually know. So we always, we do these same routes every year for bobsled. We drive, we drive our actual bobsleds. A lot of people don't know this. We have these uh, like cargo vans and we stick our bobsled in there with all of our uh, equipment and tools. So the, the van is just packed uh so but we go the same route we usually go from like germany to switzerland and you know they usually know we're coming because it's bobsled you know like there's usually banners up like oh we're going to st moritz for a bobsled you can see the banners up for a bobsled competition so we're at the border trying to enter into switzerland and uh the guy was just was not having it the custom guy was not having it at the border he, he we had all of our documentations we had our covid free papers we had just a stack of just papers of why we're in this country, what we have, but he wanted a, a carnet, which is a list of everything we've packed in this van, like down to your toothbrush. <laughs> and I was like, bro, we ain't got that, okay? So uh, he was not letting us through this border. So me and Kaylee uh, just sat there for hours, like hours, of like four hours. And it was so bad at one point, like, I was like, "Does this guy think we have cocaine or something in our bobsleds?" Because I opened the back, and there I was like, "You can open any bag. You can, you can, you, you could see the bobsled. Like literally, the bobsled was just like there, like right in the back of the truck." And then there was bags and tools, and I was like, "You can open anything you want. We have nothing to hide." He just looked at it, still wouldn't open the bags, and then just go in his office. So Kaylee just thinks that that she they did it just to mess with her, just because she's a three-time Olympic medalist, you know, and she ended up winning and beating the Swiss people. <laughs> so maybe. yeah, maybe. Uh I mean we did, we were sitting there forever, but uh it was funny because I was making jokes in my Instagram stories and I was just like, I was like, see, I said, I said, see Kaylee, I, I knew I shouldn't have packed the, the cocaine like that. And she's like, Stop winning. They're gonna keep us here longer. And like they didn't keep us there longer but it made headlines lolo jones cocaine bobsled like it made swiss headlines like it's like oh can someone please play the narcos music because this is awesome <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i can't
1: believe that made headlines
0: yeah i'm cool yeah i was like wow this is like definitely adding on to my bio lolo jones cocaine and it was in it was in their language so it was like cocainea cocaine or something i was just like wow that sounds even more gnarly oh my god
1: that's hilarious yeah it's times like that where you realize you really have to be careful
0: of what you're saying there's people following us from all over the world and i still haven't learned <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to say what i want and when i want to say it always i do the same
1: and i get in trouble for it or it hits head- headlines like i was saying the olympics are going to get canceled in poland or no, they saw that I got stuck in Poland and then it went into the newspapers. Everyone's like, well, do you think the Olympics are gonna happen? And I was like, no, I can't even get back into my own country. How are they gonna have the Olympics?
0: They still might not happen, you know? Who knows? I Maybe.
1: think, ugh, I think it's so stupid to have them after what the <laughs> stuff that I've been through. Like my, my entire club had COVID. Um, first of all, we were given our first Olympic qualifying World Cup event. We were given five and a half weeks notice which we were told we were supposed to get eight weeks notice and we're going to have three of them. And one was going to be like a fake one for us to be able to compete again. Other countries in Europe have had five national competitions. Our first national competition is happening this weekend.
0: Oh yeah. Good luck because we, we did the same thing for bobsled. We, we, so the Germans started competing in September and had competitions all the way until January when we came over and then January 2021 was our first competition and we got our asses whooped. Same like, thing happened to me. Whooped. Yeah. Got, because they're so race sharp they're like they've been having these competitions so they're sharp 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 and we came over there and we're like jet lagged tired COVID fatigue like it was a nightmare and we kept getting our asses whooped until the end of the season where Kaylee and I finally pulled off a world championship win. But she, she was frustrated. We both were, we at one point in the season, we're like, what are we doing over here? Like, why are we here? There is a global pandemic. Like, what are we doing? And then we realized we actually have to qualify the bobsleds for the 2022 Olympic games, or you actually can't compete. So, uh, because it's a dangerous sport, you know, people crash and a few people right. have been really I, That's crazy. That you guys
1: have to qualify so early.
0: Yeah. You have to, all the drivers have to qualify a year before, um, at least qualify the spots. So Interesting. Uh, Team USA has uh, two uh, bobsleds qualified. We have to now work on our third to get qualified. So
1: got it. And then you guys have to qualify individually, or no? Okay, yeah. So you, so you the drivers.
0: Qualify. The drivers are already qualified, and so now the brakemen will have to qualify. So now I have to qualify. Got it. Okay. So yeah, definitely much
1: different. Yeah. So at the at the, our, our first World Cup, got my ass handed to me. I competed better at my first Senior World Cup than I did on this this one yeah it was embarrassing and I, I like it it's not like i even was i did poorly i just there was just something missing and i it makes sense obviously like people have been competing i haven't competed in a year i haven't been able to properly train so and then i mean all the covid scares and whatever like Dagmara couldn't go to that world cup because she got COVID at the wrong time and if i'm like COVID positive right now i can't compete this weekend so it's such a mess and then, like for mental ha- health standpoint i mean I've just been like super up and down and of like being of, we started training. My coach got COVID three of my training partners got COVID. I couldn't train for a week and a half of that five and a half weeks. Then I came back to practice another could tested positive. So I, again, was COVID exposed. It was a mess. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's, I mean, the only reason it's happening is because they want to make their millions. Otherwise it wouldn't money. Right. I mean, it's what's it. We're in a pandemic. People are dying, but meanwhile, we're, we want to give athletes the vaccine first that's our priority
0: well no that what athletes got it first because i didn't get it first
1: but they they wanted to that was an argument oh countries. they couldn't
0: well they couldn't because that was severe backlash so they stopped with that so yeah
1: which i think it's crazy that was even a conversation like people are to me they're like could you get vaccinated i'm like my mom hasn't gotten vaccinated and she's twice my age so i don't need to be getting vaccinated until my mom's
0: vaccinated like that's what i'm working on so, yeah, I mean, I thought in New York that they had everybody vaccinated or not everybody vaccinated, but it's pretty open to get a vaccine right now. Right.
1: Yes, um, you can now that Walgreens started. Um, but my mom lives in New Jersey, so it's much harder. Over oh, there. got you. There so you go. I could get it before my mom can, which I think is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. And she can't even come to New York because she's not a New York resident. Wow. Yeah. So
0: I feel like we're living in uh, like war times without the war. Yeah. Yep. It's like, oh my gosh, these sheer stockings on Amazon are sold out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh,
1: everything's <laughs> also happening through TikTok as well. Everything's sold out because TikTok. It's, a, it's like
0: we're gonna we're gonna be complaining about this, and like people who have actually been in war times are like, what? Seriously?
1: <laughs> yeah. We had a chance of getting shot in the foot, or like our foot blown off.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I but I still, when my Amazon packages were running out because of this. <laughs> those were hard times.
1: Those were, those were very hard times. The mail was delayed. You didn't know when anything was going to come. It was a struggle, but I was in like the face- highlight of your package coming. And I would just refresh all the time of Is it here? Is it here? Opening a package was the highlight of my week.
0: Well, they say the people with shopping addictions, it's like the the addiction is because they're trying to regain some kind of control back in their life. So by like buying something, it's like it's a way to reestablish control. So it makes sense why everybody was ordering more during um, COVID, you know, like everything's everything's being ripped away and schedules and jobs. And they just wanted a sense of control again. So um, but yeah, that's an interesting factor. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Uh,
1: Cool. Okay. Well, do you want to mention any projects coming up?
0: Oh, yeah. I have my book coming out. I guess we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, My book comes out. The pre-orders are already out. So everybody who pre-orders will get something super special. We're working on that. Um, And then just to encourage people. And it drops July 20th. And I'm really excited because it talks about a lot of things that um, I had to go to therapy for. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad you went to
1: therapy because there's a lot of people in the world that won't go to therapy.
0: I barely went to therapy. <laughs> barely went to therapy. It just I kept, just kept burning through therapists. They couldn't handle my heat. They couldn't handle my fire and my passions. They didn't understand me. So, so yeah, like,
1: decline can't work with her
0: anymore. <laughs> nope. They um the but yeah, it's a it's an interesting book to talk about. Um, you know, obviously it's a, it's basically the book is for anybody who has been really close to a a life goal or whatever it is, a promotion, feeling like they're really close to getting married, feeling like they're really close to just something, and then it's ripped away over and over and over again because that's been basically the story of my life. And it talks about how I grew up homeless and in and out of poverty, my dad in and out of jail. uh, So, and then, you know, making Olympic teams, but still, you know, not winning in the medal. So um, just processing that and how I use failures as motivation. So if anybody's looking for motivation, the book is definitely packed with it.
1: I think we can all use a little bit of motivation and somebody that, you know, even though you've been going through all those things and not quite getting to where you wanna be, you're still having success, maybe not to the level that you want, but I mean, I'm, I
0: find you successful. Oh, thank you. I oh, appreciate it no really you you don't sound like you believe me can I go cry in the corner now (laughs) you're like I find you successful I find you you should play like the the music in the background and then like as soon as this podcast ends you go like polish your olympic medal
1: (laughs) no 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 uh I don't think so it's I got I had a little bit of luck which I used to not believe in but puts it around your
0: neck and like (laughs) no no it's it's all good i really do appreciate your words uh it means a lot for me i know most fellow olympians i've never been teased for not having an olympic medal by another olympian because they just know the process and the pain and hard work it goes into even just making a team so exactly yeah You're
1: qualifying for the olympics is it's extremely really tough. hard
0: really, and, really tough
1: and you it's... need to be like i mean so many factors have to align of my previous episode was about doping and a certain country having some aid and whatever they're doing and they have all the funds. So if you're like do you have that factor to also like there's in fencing, some bouts are kind of basically already rigged before you even step out. Yeah. Like we should have actually even been in the final and we were not allowed to because we fenced the wrong country.
0: Who who was your doping person? Geez, that's not an invite I want. Um
1: it was Connor Fields from BMX.
0: Oh, yeah, I know Connor. Yeah, he was on the Olympic show I did with him. Good guy.
1: Yeah, he's, it was really cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, getting to the Olympics is already excruciatingly hard and been painful, and so many sacrifices go into that. And getting a medal of like, I don't even know, like the small percentage of people that get to have that opportunity. So, and again, you need luck. You need to be having competing against the right people, all the factors that are involved. So, I don't. I mean, I understand why Olympians aren't making fun of you, and it's people that are. I mean, hell, I get made fun of for having a bronze medal. <laughs> which is I know.
0: So I saw your TikTok. That's <laughs> so not, stupid. I saw your TikTok. They yeah. Are you still doing TikTok?
1: Yeah. I started to uh,
0: again. Oh, you started to again. Okay, cool. I mean, maybe I'll get back on that bandwagon.
1: They pay you money now, so you know. With oh, uh, come on. 100. out. Yeah. 300- I made. I made. Uh, I made a hundred fifty in February.
0: Oh, just by going live?
1: No, by, by making vid, by posting videos, you get like point. I mean, not a lot, but you get like two cents for every 1000 views or something.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Is that only certain people though?
1: It, you have to have a hundred thousand followers. Oh, Okay. But you're yeah. pretty close, no? Or you are
0: I had more followers than you and then I stopped. And then like oh. every you were the only like not you weren't even the only person. Like everybody who had more followers than literally just posted regularly and they all like surpassed me. I just gave up. I just it was too it was too hard doing all the the videos with Instagram and stuff like that because the ads really are on Instagram and I haven't seen like ad campaigns on TikTok yet for our, like, I've seen it for younger kids, but not for like our generation or like middle generation.
1: What do you mean? We're one of the younger kids.
0: <sighs> yeah, sure. So, but yeah, that's good. I mean, 150 for posting content, that's better than what Instagram pays you because they pay you nothing for your video views at all. So it helps you
1: grow on all the social media platforms as well so might as well
0: yeah well that's good maybe i'll get back on it
1: you can start using your dog who appeared in the doorway before which was really cute he like looked in like oh mom's busy oh he did yeah. <laughs> he uh
0: low key <laughs> uh he yeah i wonder what he's up to he's probably like tearing up his shoe or so i'm gonna go out my whole house looks like a tornado
1: Uh, I had one where I was laughing. I was gonna message you, but then I forgot. We had this one pillow that Pongo hated and he shredded it and I came home to just fluff everywhere. And it looked like I walked out, (laughs) I see him looking.
0: He can't open the door. Come on, come say hi to the people. Uh, He's looking at me like, he looks like a little ghost dog. Come here, I can treat, treat. I don't have a treat. (laughs)
1: I know I do that all the time. But I love that he's just sitting there. I can just see the one eye in his nose. Come on, there you go. Good boy,
0: good boy. Oh, so cute. Say hi to the people. Say, I am very bad. So, he's puppy. He, yeah, he's very bad. He tears up everything, but I think we have the same color hair now. My hairstylist. <laughs> he gave me literally the same i was like i just got my hair dyed a few days ago i was just like you gave me my golden doodle hair color like what on earth were you thinking like we are literally the same the color singer,
1: look at his ear and your hair are the same
0: look at this oh, yeah identical t- terrible i gotta immediately go change this immediately it's like <laughs> All right, well, yeah, he's like, okay, enough. It's time for my walk. Uh, but I had fun. Thank you for inviting me on here. Uh, hopefully, everybody, I don't know. Hopefully, we entertained you.
1: I think so. You're always entertaining. Um, cool. you're my favorite stories to watch. I always have yours watched first and foremost.
0: Yeah. Uh too bad you brought up depressing stuff, otherwise I've been funny tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're still funny. Stop it. Uh-huh. Um, but yes thank you so much for joining all of your social media handles and all that stuff will be linked um, as well as the link to your book right because we should be sharing that
0: yes because the pre-orders get you something special I think we're gonna even throw in like autographs and like maybe some shout outs on Instagram stories so and just some daily inspirational stuff so pre-orders is the key if you want the cool stuff so all right cool you guys heard it here first thank you see ya bye